Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest and a very close friend of mine. He's, uh, his name is Daniel Fung, and he actually lives only about 10 minutes away from me uh, back in our hometown of Vancouver, BC, Canada. We're actually from a suburb called Burnaby, which is about uh, you know 20 minutes from the downtown city center. Um, so me and Daniel, we're friends from uh, back in Vancouver. We actually met in a random uh, situation. It was actually in a meetup uh, where uh, we are learning about how to make our dreams come true. And uh, you know, uh, we actually both have made our dreams come true and we also both love helping other people's ma uh, dreams come true. So one of my big dreams is to travel the world and uh, I'm currently in Trinidad and Tobago. If you're watching this, you'll be able to see uh, the beautiful island of Tobago where we're in, in the South Caribbean. And uh, Daniel's big dream is to help people achieve their dreams. Uh, and uh, he's called the Dream Maker, and uh, he has a great website called What Are You A Fear Of? Um, so we're going to be focused on uh, Daniel's coaching business. Uh, he does it full time, and uh, we'll focus on two areas: how to get clients and how to keep clients. And I know I know those of you who are watching and listening who might want to get into coaching who are already in it. That's probably one of your biggest struggles in terms of getting new clients and also keeping them for the long haul. So Daniel, uh, to start off with, why don't we get a little bit of a backstory? Who are you, and what are some of your passions? Sure. Thank, thanks for having me on uh, Digital Nomad. I, it's it's a it's a great pleasure. So who am I? Well, I'm uh, I'm fifty, turning fifty two this year. Wow, uh, age is just a number, right? Uh, and um, yeah, so I've been coaching for about three or four years. Uh, did the corporate life for about twenty five. Liked it, didn't love it, so that's why I sort of jumped into coaching. Uh, it was sort of a calling, uh, but yeah, did uh, my uh, when I first graduated from high school, I wanted to uh, to go to BCIT and do electronics technology, and then you know uh, someone said you can't go to BCIT, you have to go to UBC because all your cousins went there. I thought, why, right? But I I had to listen to him. It was my dad. And uh, so I went to UBC for a couple of years, dropped out, and only to have my dad get really pissed off at me. And then he said something that was really cool. He said, you know what? It's your life. I want you to be happy. And uh, I thought, wow, you know, coming you know, from an Asian family and him telling me that, I, that's unheard of. So I went to BCID, completed the program, and then I had my dream job, which was designing products in electronics and everything and, and, uh, and working that way. And then a couple years after that, I, uh, my boss there said that, uh, you know, we need you to help with purchasing because the parent company can no longer do it. Uh, you guys are getting too big. And so then I was sort of forced into purchasing. And, you know, me being young, I didn't want to get fired and uh, so I said okay let's do it so I you know being Asian I did what I did I learned the best I was the best at being a purchaser and I did really well and uh, you know jumped around a few companies and realized you know what maybe it wasn't the companies that you know where I wasn't being happy with maybe it was me it was just it wasn't uh, I just wasn't happy at my job. And that's when, you know, like I said, this calling came and I wanted to become a coach. And, uh, you know, it took about a year to complete. And then I, then I took, uh, went, went coaching full time and, uh, and it's been fabulous ever since. Awesome. awesome. So I'd love, 
I'd love to find out more about how you got into coaching uh, in terms of uh, what program did you decide to get trained on and uh, how, how, what were the first steps? Uh, take us there, Danny. Sure. Well, it was kind of interesting. Uh, I got introducing, introduced into coaching at a meetup by a, um, it was kind of weird how it came to be. Uh, I, I was in a group in a meetup called um, the Catalyst Group. And basically, what it was was a bunch of people coming together and being a you know helping people being accountable for your your actions your goals what have you and the organizer noticed that i was doing a great job so she asked me to become a master accountability partner which meant to be accountable for everyone i said what do you mean right that's not the way the program worked well you've been doing such a great job why don't you just be an accountability partner for everyone i said Okay, and then she told me to live fearlessly, do some fearless living. I she said, I said, okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't know, just fearlessly. So I went on the internet, you know, because Google has all the answers for everything, right? So I typed in fearless living, and Rhonda Britton comes out. That's my massive coach, and so I'm reading her profile and everything that she has to offer, and that's where the calling came. I thought, hmm this is interesting. Maybe this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I signed on with the program. It took about a year, about a year to complete. And um, I did really, really well in it. I graduated and uh, won a couple of uh, awards from the program and, uh, and then became a full-time coach. Well, the full-time coach was really I had a transition plan where I wanted to become a full-time coach within five years. Uh, I was working at a company and I was coaching at lunchtime. Uh, they didn't, it seemed like they didn't like what I was doing, so I was let go, right? And I thought, oh my God, what am I gonna do now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I might as well go into full-time coaching. And that's when <laughs> I embraced it and I took it upon myself to, to do that. and. You know, gotten into full-time coaching. Luckily, I've got you know quite a bit of referrals from my coach and from the community, and uh, and ever since then, it's it's been wonderful. I don't think I'd ever go back to a nine-to-five job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Entrepreneur answer, boss, and it's hard to go back to a job. I, I actually made the leap to entrepreneurship about five years ago. Uh, back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, I was working. Uh, a few different jobs. I was working as a bank teller in Scotia Bank. Uh, then I was working as a teacher, and I didn't like the box I was in, and uh, I left the box. And uh, I, you know, I took my first step, which is just being an entrepreneur, running events. I ran a big event production company, doing events, conferences, workshops. And then I, I took the next leap, which is from an entrepreneur to a digital nomad, uh, which allows me the freedom and the flexibility to be anywhere in the world as long as I Wi-Fi. Uh, and I can still work. And uh, this is the beauty of coaching. Um, you can actually do it from anywhere. Exactly. I, I know you do a lot of, yeah, you do a lot of family travel, Daniel, and you can do it uh, when you're on your road trips, when you're traveling around, when you're in your home base of Burnaby, uh, pretty much anywhere uh, as long as you're Wi-Fi. So that's the beauty of coaching. Uh, tell yes, us about, uh, uh, you know, uh, what would you say are the, some of the top skills of being a, uh, a, a coach? What are your kind of top skills? Top skills, that's a good question. Uh, I think every coach has their own uniqueness. And so for me, I'm, I, was, I, I, I took a, um, uh, a, uh, a strengths finder test 
and they come out with they, they sort of tell tell you about the five top categories that you have. So I'm a they could tell me I'm a visionary, I'm a learner, I love learning, but I've got to learn I gotta learn the stuff that really creates value for me. I love learning lots of stuff and everything, right? But I've got to learn how to slow down. So I'm a learner, I'm a visionary, I'm idealistic, I make things happen. And uh, so so what my coach for that program told me was a lot of people don't realize that you can see their vision and if and then create a plan for them. So your goal as a coach is to help them create that vision, make sure it's real for them, i.e., you know, find out what their purpose is, create that clarity for them, create that awareness for them. And if it's if it seems real for them, as they're talking to you, you've I've already created the steps for them to make it real. But obviously as a coach, here's another thing as as a coach is as a real coach don't tell clients what to do. A real coach tells clients how to self-discover themselves, just to to create their path, their own journey. And you just help them along with it. So even though I have the plans, the goals to get them there, I don't explain it to them or tell them. I kind of guide them to it. And if it makes if they if they see it, it becomes real for them, then we help and then I help them along the path and make it real. And uh, and so that coach there had told me that, you know, this is this is why you are a coach, because you have that ability to see someone's vision and create a path for them. And I thought that was powerful. And she also said that, after, you know, uh, interviewing about 1,500 or 2,000 people, there was only one other person with that ability. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, amazing, Daniel. You know, I agree. I definitely agree on uh, all of these uh, skills. Uh, you know, I also do some coaching. It's not my full-time gig. Uh, I, I do a lot of coaching, masterminding, online courses. I have a big summit coming up. But I definitely uh, want to uh, get more clients. And a part of the reason uh, I got you on the show is to teach people like myself who just got into coaching how to get more clients. And I know a lot of uh, digital nomads actually uh, use coaching as an avenue of uh, generating income. Uh, and obviously the first step is getting coaching clients. So what do you do to get some? Uh, getting clients, another great question. Uh, a lot of networking, um, you know, going to meetups, going to uh, small business events. As a business coach, as well as a life coach, I, um, I talk to a lot of businesses, a lot of startups. A lot of startups have, have really unclear paths in terms of how to make it uh, real. They, all they love companies, small business, um, small business, they're in it for the money. And that's not the way to look at things. If, if they're in it for the money, you're in the wrong business. Sorry, sorry, my friends, but that's that's the truth. It's, it's really your passion. If you have your passion, whatever you do, that passion, that energy will, will allow you to create that reality for you. And then the money will follow. Uh, I don't know how many times people I've told many people about that, and uh, and it's it's the money will follow. Believe it or not, you know it might take a year, it may take two, but eventually the money does come because you're good at it. You've got that passion. You drive. You've got you've got your whatever it takes to get it done, and you get it done, right? So, uh, so yeah, meetups, 
uh, networking, a lot of businesses, uh, meeting with businesses. Uh, I go to a lot of uh, Burnaby, uh, because I'm in Burnaby, I go to a lot of the Burnaby uh, Board of Trade functions. Uh, that's helped a lot. There's a lot of companies there that are looking for coaches. Uh, just to get a little bit clear of what they do, and and I guess your I guess your pitch is basically saying you know just asking them you know where are they stuck in their processes or in life and in business, and depending on your your uniqueness, you either are able to help them out or you may know people that that can help them out. I, I guess the other thing is is as a coach, you you're probably a strong connector, so you know a lot of other people who can probably help them. And if you can connect them with the right people, you know they're they're going to think of you down the down down the road, and they may refer clients for you as well, right? And I also get clients through other coaching uh, communities. I belong to a few other websites that I get referred to. Um, I, I I have uh, clients actually all over the world. I've got one in Singapore right now, uh, one in Hong Kong shortly, and then I'm talking to a person in Kuala Lumpur on the weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Awesome. So tell us about, uh, you know, the international clients, because uh, you mentioned things like uh, localized uh, client acquisition. And a lot of us with digital nomads, we have no home base. I'm here in Trinidad. Uh, next week, I'm actually going to be in Colombia. So it's, I, I could go to the local meetups and stuff like that. But um, tell us about how you get the international ones, uh, like you mentioned, Singapore and Hong Kong and uh, Kuala Lumpur and, uh, you know, the U.S. and uh, Europe and beyond. Yeah, so I, I belong to a couple of... Um uh, websites and you know Google when you type in life coach uh, in whatever the city is uh, there's a website called numi.com and double o m double i dot com and there they either clients will either come to you or uh, there's a referral page where clients are asking for assistance help in, in certain areas and it's up to the coach to to recommend themselves and there's a screening process, and surprisingly, it's all done manually. There's a person at numi.com that will actually read every uh, referral, and depending on uh, on, on your your uh, subscription or your uh, recommendation, they they will recommend you to that person, and they only refer, I think, up to a maximum of three coaches. So you have a pretty good shot in getting, um, you know, being a coach for that client. And every month I submit probably at least one a day, and I've gotten I'm pretty successful at it. You know, you, you out of the out of say the the twenty twenty five referrals I put in, the recommendations I put in, I'll probably get about five of them. And from there, you know, you have your clarity call with them, and uh, depending on on the results, they may or may not want to work with you. So, you know, it's I think that's a great way of getting international clients. Um, uh, there's a lot of um, requests from um, um, Australia, I see uh, the the East Asia area, and a lot of people from the states and Canada. So. It's. I think that's a great website to use, and I just started um, on Coach.me, which I think is fairly new, and um, and that's they have something interesting there. It's called a digital marketing coach or a digital coach, which is basically message coaching. So you're on all these different types of uh, platforms. Uh, it could be Facebook messaging, WhatsApp, you know, Skype messaging, all these different platforms, 
and you coach people with that on that platform. So I, I assume that it's probably more for the millennials where I think they've got a shorter attention span and they just want like five minutes of your time. And so you'll you'll help them out in a certain certain issue or situation, spend the five minutes and then you're done. And then they pay you a certain fee and then you go on to another client. <laughs> so now a concept. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, uh, Daniel. Uh, so it's one thing to obviously get the clients, whole other ball game to actually keep them. Uh, so tell us about some strategies that you've used. Uh, you know, you've been doing this for a little bit uh, already, I think a few years already. So tell us about how you've kept uh, the clients for as long as possible. So keeping the clients, I what I do is I offer them packages. And uh, so I have a six session six session package, a 12 session package, and then I, I, I offer the yearly package. The yearly package is, I think, the, uh, where I sell them the most because it usually takes, you know, for, for a six or 12 session package, they'll go through one of the processes and be able to, to change your life on one area. But to really change your life, you need to spend about a year with a coach. And that's what I, that's what I focus on the most. And most of my clients do sign up for a yearly package because they realize, well, what they do is they'll sign up for a six session package and then I'll, I'll scale them up to a, to, a, to a yearly package just because so that they're not a little bit unsure about myself and my abilities. But when I do the six session package and they see a, a great result from them, then they'll sign up for a yearly package with me. And, uh, and that works really, really well. And, and they, you know, so so during the, the clarity call in the in the first couple of sessions, you kind of kind of figure out where they want to go in life, what they want to do, and and but they don't know how to get there. And your your goal then is to to help guide them to what they want and you know how they want to live their life for the rest of life and be happy. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely, it's important to be happy in whatever you're doing. So, Daniel, uh, tell us about uh, the um, the. Frequency. Uh, do you usually do it once a week, uh, twice a month? Is it usually an hour, hour and a half? Uh, you know, tell us more about uh, kind of the logistics of the actual coaching itself. Sure. So I coach uh, once a week, uh, sometimes once every two weeks, depending on the clients themselves. A lot of them are quite busy. They're still doing their nine to five, and a lot of them have, you know, they've got other priorities. So I, I try to leave it. Uh, you know, from either once a week or once every two weeks, um, and that works out for me. I have an appointment scheduler, so my clients will will uh, will actually uh, go onto the web, click on a time that works for them, because I've got my schedule that syncs up with my own schedule, so that it doesn't interfere with my family life, my work life balance, right? So anyway, that works out really well. Uh, and um, what was your other part of the question? Sorry. Oh, um, how long in terms of the, the actual length of the call? Is it uh, 30 minutes, ah. one hour, 45 minutes, uh, you know, uh, length of the call? Right, so length of the call, I really don't go into detail that much, but um, I call them sessions, right? So if the client gets something from the session, to me that's a success and a success for the client. So typically it may range from 30 minutes to an hour, but I've had sessions that have gone for 30, three hours, 
right? Oh, wow, three-hour session. I haven't had one of those yet. I think I've done about <laughs> an hour and a half, uh, you know, pushing maybe around the two-hour mark, but uh, not a three-hour call yet. Right. So I, I had one session. It was a local client, and she had told me that she, out of the three-hour session, she had more out of that three hours than, than 10 sessions with another coach. So I don't, when I see something that's materializing, something that's going to come out of it, I'll continue as long as it takes for that client to experience something great, right? So it's sort of an aha moment. And, and I don't want to just say, okay, well, our hour is up, you know, and, and let's schedule another hour. If I feel that there's momentum going on, I will continue until, until we've, we, we have that with, with that client. Awesome. Uh, you know, I work the same way. I do it on session, not per hour, because some sessions are shorter, some are longer, and I don't want to adjust the, the money that pay me based on that. So I agree right. with you, and I find that a lot of the coaches I talk to are on a session. Uh, and it's not a session-by-session session basis. It's usually, like you mentioned, more like a coaching program. Uh, right. walk, walk us through the actual program itself, Daniel. Uh, do you have a kind of a, a framework that you take them through, or is it pretty much whatever the client wants, or is it a little bit of a combo of the both? I do have a, uh, a package, a program. Uh, it I guess it depends on the client itself, themselves. Uh, a lot of people who are stuck, who don't have a lot of confidence, don't know where to go, I, I have a 12-week program for them. And it's the program that my uh, mentor has taught me, which is called the, the Fairness Living Training Program. So it's a 10 to 12-week session talking about, you know, how fear shows up in your life, and I provide all the tools and techniques of how to overcome your fears. Uh, it's amazing how, how fear really shows up in your life. And we also touch on something called the wheel of freedom and the wheel of fear. So what triggers you? So it's there's something while you were growing up that has created who you are and why you're afraid of certain things. We go deep and find out what that was, what was that trigger, and once we can find once we can find that, we're able to sort of turn it around, right? So anchor that moment, and then create you know create a um, use that as an anchoring point, and then help you overcome those fears, and then help you turn it around to start living fearlessly, as I call it. Um, and but most of my clients now, while I have my clarity call, I will develop a customized program for them right there and then. Because having coached many clients, you kind of know what they want. And from there, you can sort of say, okay, if we go with a 12-session package or a yearly package, here's what I'm willing to do for you. And we, we create a customized package for them. Sounds good. Um, I, I think uh, it's good to do that combo because uh, you might have like the cookie cut approach, uh, if you will. But uh, some clients, they don't need that. They feel comfortable, but they just need help in a certain business area, a relationship area. And I love what you're saying too about uh, dealing with the childhood, or kind of the root causes of the dysfunction. Because a lot of us have that dysfunction. It could be a divorce, it could be our, our own parents divorcing, it could be childhood yep. trauma, it could be bullying, uh, it could be even serious things like rape or instance, etc. So I'm yep. glad uh, you definitely covered that area because I think a lot of coaches try to deal with the symptom and they forget all about the root. Yeah. Getting to the root is the main thing for me. It's it's yeah, to me that's the most important part. Um, once you get to the root, you can solve 
many other problems because that root of the problem could cause other areas of your life where you're not happy, right? You just don't know about it. So you got to create that yes, word. Yes, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's just level. Um, and uh, you know, like myself, I've done a lot of work on myself to get to the stage where I am, and I still need to do work. I actually have my own coach, uh, and that actually is the input coming in, and that, therefore I'm able to output uh, to other clients I have. And I think right. you're the same way, right? Most good yeah. coaches have a coach themselves. I do. I've got a couple of coaches. So, so uh, well, I've already asked you, Daniel, about what makes a good uh, a coach. Uh, I want to actually flip it around. What actually makes a good client? Because you've actually dealt with literally dozens of clients over the last few years, and uh, some obviously take action more, some a little bit more apprehensive, fearful, um, you know, uh, self-doubts, etc. What have you found are the common elements in some of your good or better clients? Good clients, hmm. Good clients do your home, do their homework. <laughs> That's the main thing. A lot of clients, and if they don't do their homework, that becomes a coaching session in itself, right? So it, it goes down to the fears of why didn't you do your homework? And uh, you know, I'll have uh, an hour session or a thirty-minute session as to why they didn't do their homework, and uh, you, you wouldn't believe, you know, all the excuses they come up with. It, but the excuses are really their fears, right? I didn't have time, or you know, I've got to work, and things like that, right? Uh, so. Uh, make you know, how a good client does their homework. A good client um, is open. They they they're really open about you know where they are in life and and just letting it out for you. I mean, you're the coach. You want to help them out. So if if they don't open up to you, you can't help them. And it's really not your fault as a coach. It's really their 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 fault for not opening up for you. Uh, a good client. Um, will tell you if they are not able to meet with you after they've created, uh, after they've uh, um, uh, set up an appointment time with you, mm -hmm. or let you know within a couple of days that they're not allowed to meet with you. I don't want to sit and wait on the phone or on a video chat with my clients, and they don't show up, right? That's being disrespectful to, to the coach. Uh, a good client um, uh, will give you good testimonials <laughs> that will help you out in your career as well. Uh, a good client. Let me see what else a good client does that I have with other with my clients. Um, a good client. Um, a good client takes a lot of risks. Um, you know how people jump out of their comfort zones. Well, you don't really have to jump out of your comfort zone. You can just take little steps. So as long as the client is willing to take risks and share with you what those risks are, that's a good client as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a good client is able to uh, share with, is, is able to trust you. Uh, I've had a lot of women clients that had difficulty talking to male coaches. And uh, I remember one wasn't at, at first wasn't opening up, and then through asking questions, deep questions, she was able to open up. And I said to her in that session, "So, what's one thing that you got out of this session?" Um, and she said, "Learning how to trust the male," which I thought was pretty cool because she, in her life, she was you know sexually abused. But uh, she was able to um, to open up to me, right? Because I was 
I was I was asking the right questions. I was being trusted with with her, and so that sort of reciprocated in return. And she was able to trust me with you know with with what she had to say, and had to and how she had to respond to me. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's a great uh, story there. What happened with her, and uh, you know, uh, she probably wasn't even aware of it, and then boom, the breakthrough happened. And it's such a beautiful moment when you see your clients having these uh, aha light bulb uh, moments. And, and I find I uh, definitely there's a combination of three factors that make a good, uh, you know, um, successful coaching business. I find it's the you know skills of the coach. Um, you know, the kind of the kind of mindset of the client and the relationship, because uh, you could have the best coach in the world, the best client. But if there is no strong relationship of trust, of honesty, of transparency, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, you know, uh, have you found that as well, Daniel? Uh, absolutely. That's why I have a clarity call, just to make sure that our synergies between the, the client and the coach, it's working. Yes. And, and you can tell fairly quickly if, if it's going to work or not. Yeah, exactly. You can definitely tell, uh, you know, in the, in the first few minutes whether you click, whether this person is the right person for you, both ways. I mean, um, sometimes it's just not the right client for you, too. And uh, don't be afraid to say that as a coach. I don't think this is going to be a good fit, but I know someone who might be a better fit for you. Yeah, so, for Daniel, sure. um, you know, uh, what would you say to someone who's just starting out, they have no idea where to start, and there's literally thousands of resources, everything from YouTube videos to podcasts to blogs to articles to all these different coaching programs to people who just say they're a coach. Uh, so tell us about uh, where do you feel is a good place to start for someone who's thinking of getting into uh, the coaching business? Well, for me, I, I like, you're, you're correct in terms of, you know, anyone can call themselves a coach. Um, I, I don't like that because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I've, I'm a certified life coach. I've done all the prerequisites and to become certified. So, so I think the good coaching programs are not the weekend coaches for coaching programs. Uh, I think a good coaching program is a program that takes at least six months to um, to complete. Uh, you need study clients, uh, at least seventy-five hours of study clients. That's to make sure that you have the um, the ability to ask the deep questions the, the the coaching program teaches you how what questions to ask but that's just the skim of it they will help you develop the right questions for you to ask uh, the, the the coaching programs that, that, that I think are good um, sort of help you out with establishing your business uh, there's a great support circle that that uh, helps you out um, and there's great mentors within the group as well. There's also in, in a good coaching program has um, support buddies. So your your co students are put into a group where you help each other out. And if you can't help yourself out, then you can go up to the next level and then a further level. Uh, there's other coaches that will co help you as well. I'm in the program that I'm with. I'm called a big bird. So I help all the the little birds, which are the the um, the, the coaches that are, are incubating. Let's say <laughs> I helped one of uh, uh, one little bird uh, develop her tools and techniques. Right? I don't coach her, but I sort of support her on the journey as to how I became a coach. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, like I said, um, you know, having being in a program that's at least six months long. And just getting um, getting all the uh, 
all your ducks in place and just being able to learn how to ask the questions, learn about the structure of, you know, what a coach does and just, you know, following a good program. Awesome. Uh, you know, I, I know you rave and you're a big advocate of the program you're in. Uh, tell us about the site there. People want to find out more about the program and uh, potentially join as well. Sure. If you want to go to the program, uh, so it's my, my, my mentor and coach is Rhonda Britton, and she has a website called uh, Life Coach Certification Program. Uh, it's about a one-year program, and uh, I, I think it's the best one around. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not just not bragging, but you, there's so much you're learning from, from Rhonda, and the people that are in the program are just supporting you like crazy. Uh, if you're stuck, uh, there's someone there to help you. Uh, it could be the people that are saying to be the coaches or coaches, or even the mentors coming down to help you out. So it's just a great community that's uh, that's helping you out. And uh, you know, if you have trouble getting study clients, there's coaches there that will help you get study clients. And you know, it's it's they want you to be successful. That's all there is to it, right? And yes, they will stretch you in terms of getting uncomfortable when taking risks. But hey, that's you know, you got to practice what you preach, right? If, if you don't get uncomfortable with, with what you're doing, then you're not a coach, <laughs> right? Absolutely, Daniel. Uh, so, uh, you know, you've uh, provided great insights here. I'd love to tr touch on a little bit of the travel uh, part of being a digital yeah. nomad as well. I know you do a lot of travel. You actually have four kids. Uh, I have I three, do. and I find it so difficult. So uh, good on you for having four kids and traveling with them. Uh, tell us about some of your, um, you know, bucket list items in terms of where do you want to go, where do you want to take your kids, and, uh, you know, some of your adventures to come in the next year and beyond. Well, it's uh, this year. It's my wife and uh, and my uh, 25th anniversary. Congratulations! And thank you. So we're thinking of going to Toronto and then renting a car and just driving along the Maritimes and spend a you know two three weeks at least and uh, you know maybe eat lobsters every day or something, right? Who knows? <laughs> so that's what we plan to do. Um, next week. I am going to Edmonton to Vegreville where my uh, two oldest kids, they're dancing at a uh, Ukrainian uh, festival and uh, they were invited uh, to participate and uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a welcome feat there so it's just pretty cool. Uh, in terms of what I've done for traveling, last year I went on a nice road trip with uh, my four, my three boys, my daughter wasn't able to do to, uh, to uh, go with us, but we went along the northern states, and that's something that my dad and I did uh, 20, 30 some odd years ago, and I thought I'd do the same with my boys, and that was so great. I mean, going to Mount Rushmore, uh, that was awesome, and then I went to a place where, it, I think it was on North, South Dakota, or North Dakota, and Montana, and right on the border there, you know, you, you have your time zone. So I stood right where the parking sign was. And so half of my body was in central time and the other half was in mountain time, I believe, or mountain time, Pacific time, whatever it was. So I, did, I shot a video and says, okay, one half of me is, you know, an hour ahead of my other part of the body. <laughs> I mean, where, where do you, 
where do you get a chance to do that, right? So I thought that was pretty cool. And then, uh, and then after that, we went uh, after the uh, northern states. We went up to Canada to see some of my wife's cousins and uh, uncles. And then we started heading back home. And I think uh, the day or two days before we we got home, there was a a resort called Kicking Horse Resort. What a beautiful place! And I think uh, that's going to be sort of my my away home away from home local resort type of thing. <laughs> it was just a beautiful sight to see, and it did take you know you did have to go through some windy roads, but I loved it there. Um, and then it was kind of surprising because the weather was so great when we were there, and then two weeks after they had snowfall. <laughs> uh, a few years before then, when I was 50, I went to Hawaii. Um, Hawaii Five O, get it? <laughs> and uh, and I also took my parents with me as well. They celebrated their 50th anniversary. So my dad didn't want to go, and I said to him, "You know what? Just go," because he was he was afraid that his insurance rate was going to be too expensive. Because he's a he's at that time he was turning 81. Uh, but I said, what if I paid your insurance? Would you go? He goes, I guess I have no choice then, right? So he went, and we were there for almost three weeks, and that was fabulous. We were in uh, we were in uh, uh, Waikiki and also a resort in Koalina. Um, I want to go back. That's how beautiful it was. <laughs> so, and yeah, and what you said, it's you know, if you have an internet access, your computer. Uh, you can do coaching anywhere in the world. And I did coaching while I was in Hawaii. I did coaching while I was traveling uh, last year. And I want to go travel more. I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Asia with my wife. My wife has, has never been to Asia, so I'd like to go to Asia. And who knows, with clients in Asia, I might be able to go there and sort of write it off as an expense, right? Um, uh, I've, I've, done, I've gone to Europe. I uh, love Europe. Uh, and I noticed that the, the, the further east you go, the cheaper it is. I mean, I remember buying beer for 50 cents a bottle, and as, as I got closer to London and Paris, beer was like five euros. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, was, it was good. It was a great experience. Uh, so I'd love to do more traveling. I'd love to do more traveling while coaching as well, too. So, you know, it is possible if anyone who disbelieves it, it is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely, and part of the reason we do all these interviews, Daniel, is to inspire people to travel more and uh, make an income doing things like coaching, masterminding, online courses, affiliate marketing, blogging, uh, summits. Uh, literally, the list is endless, and uh, we've done about 85, 86 interviews already, and really, I'm finding that the list is endless. So, Daniel, if people really wanted to connect with you more, uh, find out about your business, and uh, you know, maybe even hire you as their coach to do one of those strategy sessions with you, how can they do that? Well, they can contact me directly via email, uh, and my email address this is my private email address, so I don't give it out too much, but I'll give it to to your uh, community there, uh, Ricky. Uh, it's Daniel at whatareyouafearof.com. So uh, send me a shout, and if you just like to chat, I'd love to chat with you and see where you are in life, and, and hopefully I can help you sort of clarify you know, your journey and, and just make sure that things are in the right path. And if you'd like to become my client, that'd be great as well. So yeah, so there you go. 
Thanks again for your time today, Danielle. Great to connect after a little bit, uh, you know, on the road here. Uh, so again, I highly recommend connecting with Daniel. He knows his stuff, as he's demonstrated in this interview. Highly recommend uh, connecting with him and the program he's talking about too, the Rhonda Britton Coaching Program. Obviously, that's helped him uh, become the amazing coach that he is currently and uh, continues to be. Uh, so thanks again, Daniel, for your time over there. And happy travels. Again, happy 25th anniversary to yourself. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Great. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Make sure you leave us a rating review on iTunes, on YouTube. Uh, follow us all over social media. We're at Digital Nomad Mastery, digitalnomadmastery.com. And we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.